The opinions expressed on this podcast are not meant to be disseminated as medical advice. If you need additional clarification or have questions, consult a mental health professional in your area. Hello, and welcome to 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage, the podcast for a comedy writer, that's me, and a psychologist. Hey, you had your cue. Nice. <laughs> the podcast where we try to solve I mean, our... that's me. Yes, yeah. the podcast where we try to solve our long-running relationship issues in 10 minutes or less. At this point, I don't even think you're trying, Steve. It's just deliberate self-sabotage. No, no. The last week, I think, you forgot that you were the one who was supposed to talk first. So I'm actually, I'm proud of you, James. I'm <laughs> reinforcing appropriate behavior. There's no place to go from rock bottom but up, and up we shall go <laughs> right to this question. Here it is. Ooh. I'm a female in my 30s, in my mid-30s, and I'm having trouble telling my parents something. Thought you might be able to help. I am living with my family and have been paying my family money to help them cover their expenses for over 15 years. I'm about to move out, and because of that, I will not be able to help them pay for their expenses anymore. I feel so much guilt for not being able to support them further. My parents are retired, so they have no source of income. How do I begin the conversation and tell them I cannot afford to... Uh, I cannot afford living on my own and supporting them. All right. Take it away, Steve. Ah, <laughs> uh, Here's another question where the answer is right in the question, <laughs> which is, you, so I, uh, if their expectation was that you would live with them for the rest of your life and support them, uh, I think... You're going to have to handle this with some diplomacy and also back it up with an action plan for them. If, if There's a possibility, James, or letter writer, that <laughs> your parents always sort of knew you were going to move out. That is kind of the way the circle of life goes and that this day was coming. And so it's not a matter so much of I have to let them down slowly. It's we have to have the, well, we finally got to this point conversation. But... It sounds like your parents were relying on you living there forever, and I don't know if they expected that your spouse or lover would be with you or children. Like, it's a, it's an unusual position to take, but if that is the case, I would say come at it gently, but have sort of locked and loaded a plan for them to either make or secure other funding sources to stay above water. It might mean that they have to downsize their house. It might mean that they apply for public assistance. It might mean that they rent out a room to one of your friends or one of their friend's kids or somebody. Like, at least have something in place to give them, um, to give them hope <laughs> that they're not just going to sink. Plus, it'll help uh, absolve some of your guilt for leaving them high and dry. Uh, I don't know what else I can say to that, James. What do you have? You're just advising her to be a terrible child. Why am I not surprised, Steve? But that, that's okay, because oh, I'm, I'm going to say the okay, same no, thing. <laughs> I'm sure you have the opposite point of view for no other reason than I took the right one. Oh, I wish I did, but I have to agree with you this week, and it burns me up inside. But, I mean, you really, as a parent, you really can't depend on your child as a retirement fund. Like, it just doesn't work that way. Uh, and it's kind of selfish of you to set it up. And then maybe, you know, maybe her parents had something where they had to retire, their injuries or something, the factory closed, whatever it was, they absolutely couldn't work. But you really can't expect a child to support you for forever and then go out and have their own family or pursue 
pursue their own dreams or something like that. I mean, I, I think the bottom line and all the advice that we give people is at some point you got to put yourself first. And I really, if we did that, if we just started every episode by saying put yourself first, I bet you we'd solve 90% of these questions. And uh, and this one is no <laughs> exception. Maybe we should just do that. This is the Put Yourself First podcast. It'll be 10 seconds long, not 10 minutes long. And everybody, oh, yeah, that's good advice. Uh, but, yeah, and then when you uh, but go out there, you know, live your life. And uh, for your parents, I give them a little bit of notice. Don't, like, say surprise tomorrow you're you're homeless. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> With definitely. a note on the kitchen table. <laughs> By the way. And, I mean, I... I have a hard time believing there's absolutely no other possible source of income out there for them. I mean, unless they're really young and they're too young to get, you know, some sort of government retirement program or they didn't pay into that program or you're someplace where there isn't one. In most places in the world, uh, there's some sort where if you reach a certain age, uh, there's income, especially if you if you don't have anything else, if you're absolutely destitute. Uh, and so and maybe you can have the conversation of if they can generate some income, maybe someday, maybe once you establish yourself and have a family, maybe you can have an in law suite behind your house and and do something like that do some sort of middle yeah. ground where you help them out a little bit or they come and live with you rather than you being in their sphere something along those lines if you don't absolutely want to cut them off but yeah the bottom line is you can't put your life on hold for them you've done what you could for 15 years you made it a lot longer than most people would make it and uh, I don't think you should feel guilty about that so give them some notice and continue working hard continue working on yourself and put yourself first. Uh, what do you think about that, Steve? I actually agree with you. Uh, I, it's sort of, a, it's interesting. I was thinking through sort of the old country. And I, I don't know where your people come from, James. I, I have a feeling I know where <laughs> under, they come under from. Under a rock, of course. <laughs> that's right. It's when you lift up the rock, yeah. <laughs> but uh, like my family is all European. And I think I mentioned on one of these podcasts, my mother-in-law uh, died in our home. She lived with us for a while, just uh, earlier in 2020. And I have had, when I was a kid, three of my grandparents died in our home. Like it's sort of a European thing that you return home in your later years and you take care of your elders. And I don't know. So now, put yourself first is kind of a new phenomenon. <laughs> and but uh, it might be, uh, as I think through this, if her parents are still sort of that last generation of the culture where kids don't move to all different corners of the country to take a tech job in Chandler, Arizona, like you stay home or you stay close to home. And uh, especially daughters, man, taking care of the parents that almost always, at least from where I come from, that was sort of the oldest daughter's responsibility. And fair or not fair, that was kind of the zeitgeist. So I don't know if she feels some of that pressure because it's kind of woven into how she grew up or how her parents grew up. But it might be a little more complicated from an emotional standpoint than you're making it. But that doesn't mean it's an impossibility. And at some point, she does have to say, do I want to live my life or continue? If my parents live another 10, 20 years, I might be 50 before I can start getting out there and doing things for myself. Is that worth it for me? So every time you tell that story about your grandparents dying at home, which you've told me a surprising number of times considering I've never once asked about your grandparents, but every time you tell me they all died in your house, I just picture you killing all of your grandparents. It sounds like a grandparent serial killer story. No, no, but just I, two I, of them. I, I know, yeah, yeah I, I know you mean it to be like sweet in coddling them, but I, I just have to assume the worst about you. Uh, and I, I've told my own parents, it's like, uh, you know what, you can expect to end up in a nursing home. Don't depend on me. And even if I break down and change my mind, like, I will support you. I want them to assume I won't and to live their life 
safe like I won't. Like there's no safety net there, and that will that will affect their decisions accordingly. But I'm one of seven well, kids. I mean, the odds of somebody taking yeah. care of them are pretty high. But yet we're all terrible, selfish people. So actually, I think it evens out. I, I think they're probably going to be on their own. I uh, the advantage I have is one of my brothers is stupid rich, Ooh. so I'm sure that he will take care of whatever needs to be taken care of. For you or for your, you don't have any. Pets. Oh no, no. <laughs> he'll let you die no, in a gutter. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> no, he 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 takes care of. There's four of us. He takes care of one of them. One is sort of a vagabond, and then the other one is me. I'm kind of in the middle of all of it. <laughs> what does your What does your stupid rich sibling do for a living? If you don't mind, don't don't dox him or anything. But assuming he's not the only one in his profession. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what Dox means completely. I think that's like, like out him. Yeah, online. like if he's that... like if he's like you don't tell me he's like the biggest you know streaming YouTuber in the world, and you know specifically oh, oh, who it is. No, like, no, yeah. no, no. <laughs> no, he was one of the uh, higher up power brokers at GE for a long time, oh. and uh, he never. Uh, he retired at forty-two. Like, Ooh. let me just put this into perspective for you. And he hasn't worked since. So that's insane. Uh, he did okay. So the, it, well, that's kind of the opposite of this here, where you know you've got two parents depending on a kid for forever, and here you've got the case of your brother being independent and retired at forty-two. I almost wonder if that's did he have some great passion in life he pursued after forty-two, or did he just no. uh, retire at forty-two and golf a little bit and sleep in every day, and that was it? No, it, he was uh, really struggling with purpose ah. because he he didn't even have a home. Like he just lived on the road for GE in different countries wow. and oversaw manufacturing of giant like uh, power plants in third world areas and like uh, several hundred feet underground. Like huh. it was it was quite a commitment. He never married. He never dated. Like uh, at forty two, he ended up. He's married now to a gal who was his translator when he was in China for a while. So uh, he kind of goes back and forth with her to see her family. And I think she's – I don't think they still have a house. Like he just uh, – it, it messed him up from a social standpoint. It's interesting, man. Just trading money for anything is not – I don't think – I think there are some things that uh, all the money in the world isn't worth losing. And uh, I think he's kind of feeling that right now. I, I find it hard to believe there's a member of the Olivas clan with fewer social skills than you, but I guess we'll just leave that where it is. So there's the, there's the moral of today's story. Have a rich relative. It solves everything potentially, even if they're awkward. Well, if you have a question you'd like us to dance around and not really answer, send it in to James Breakwell at explodingunicorn.com. That's exploding unicorn with the E. It doesn't have to be a marriage question. It can be parent, child, co-workers, boyfriend, girlfriend, parent, dog whatever you've got send it in this has been another episode of 10 minutes to save your marriage and that's 10 minutes of your life you'll never get back